Welcome to Dragon Talk, everybody! This is the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast, <laughs> and I'm Greg Tito. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I, I, oh. I dropped into it, and I had to. I had to go with it. I like it. It is the time on sprockets when we dance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. Channeling Flula Borg. I might have just clipped because you made me laugh so hard. Sorry, Ryan. That's your fault, though, Tito. Shelly Clippy Mm. Mazanoble is what we call Uh, her. Yeah. Maybe you want to write a letter, talk to Shelly about it. It looks like you're hosting a podcast. (laughs) Maybe I can help with that. A special second episode this week in preparation for D&D Live 2021. So many dragon talks. So much happening this weekend. What? We get to talk to WWE superstar Xavier Woods, also known as Austin Creed, a fantastic individual who plays a healthy amount of video games and Dungeons and Dragons and will be a breath of fresh air for anyone out there uh, who wants to jump into playing and doing new things. Yes, just a very positive, uh, warm, welcoming human being. Yeah. And a fantastic athlete, musician, performer, storyteller, psychologist, all of those things. Renaissance. Uh, rena- yeah. Renaissance. Renaissance. Renee. I know Renaissance. <laughs> Good friend of mine. I knew a girl named Renaissance once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Can't wait to talk to him about uh, his appearance on D&D Live 2021. He is in a game called The Chaos Carnival Table. Dungeon Mastered by Abria Iyengar. It is the summer of Abria. Very exciting to see her take uh, the Dungeon Mastering role for amazing WWE superstars, including Ember Moon, uh, Brennan, and uh, the former Tyler Breeze, uh, who has a brand new name uh, that we don't don't know about yet, but he's, he's playing a brand new character during this game that will have bits about the wild beyond the witch light within it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hence... The Chaos Carnival. Exactly. And you'll find out so much more about the Wild Beyond the Witchlight at D&D Live from Chris Perkins himself, as well as uh, the hosts there, Mika Burton, Becca Scott, and B. Dave Walters, talking through all the fun stuff that's in that storybook. We also have tons of information on Strixhaven, a curriculum of chaos, uh, mm-hmm. The dice set that goes along with uh, the Wild Beyond the Witchlight, which looks amazing. Uh, Lots of good stuff in there. Yeah, right. I mean, I love oh, yeah. uh, the 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 packaging there with a uh, butterfly's wing on the outside. <gasps> you might see some. Oh my that. gosh, it's so beautiful. I and I, you know what? It's not just a dice set. There, it's so jam packed with components, but like including two dice trays. Yeah. Felt-lined dice trays that just sound good when you roll dice in them, too. Oh, once you use a dice tray, you can't not use a dice tray. It will ruin you. Ooh, that was too loud. Whoa. Sorry. That was not a you real dice tray. You did not use a dice tray. That's not what it sounds like. That's the opposite of what it sounds like. That is the opposite <laughs> of a dice tray. It's very, as, as Quinn would say, very satisfying. Yeah, it's a very satisfying sound. And you'll find out about another Dungeons & Dragons book that's coming out. Um, You may know what it is. You might have some ideas, some theories. Mm. But Mm. I can tell you, you're all 
completely right. That's what it is. So uh, we're not going to spoil it here, but it is very exciting. And tune in on Friday, mm-hmm. July 16th at 12 noon Pacific time. It's available on all the Twitch channels, so D&D and G4, as well as on the Peacock app. Uh, you can watch it all there. Um, and it is going to be eight hours of nonstop content, uh, both sa- uh, Friday and Saturday on the 17th. We've got tons of great games, inclu- you know, not just Chaos Carnival uh, that uh, Zebra Woods is in, but also Beal and Grimm's Purple Worm Kill Kill table. Very interesting table there uh, with level one adventurers playing through their introductions and then fighting a very dangerous monster and dying quite spectacularly. But it's all with the guise of doing it like an improv uh, game that you might see on a talk show or something like that. So some very entertaining yes. folks. Uh, B. Dave Walters is joining that table. Xander Jenneray, Deborah Ann Wall, and Seth Green uh, playing in a D&D live game uh, for the first time. So I can't wait to see that. For the, is this really his first time? Playing D and D? No, not for all. Maybe first time playing D and D. I think he's played before. Uh, oh, okay. Certainly on a on a wizard's sponsored D and D. Yes, D&D that show. part is true. I'm just thinking, it's an interesting first time playing D and D. That's true. I, it that's, could be a, a good time, but it's it would if you played a just a regular game of D and don't know how they would compare. Right? Yeah, I hear that. Um, mm. There's also a, a really fun table called. Uh, I, don't, I want to make sure I get the the, the pronunciation here correctly because Amy mm, Warple yep. came up with this funny, funny title. Uh, she's the dungeon master for the Flubby Bonks and Guzzle Shucks table uh, that has a whole bunch of cool folks like Dr. Lupo, uh, Ify Nwadoe, Nega Oryx, Adam Sessler, and Kevin Pereira, and Fiona, a wonderful... Uh, Fiona Nova is joining, and it's just my daughter's name, so I just like highlighting just, uh, I know, how I awesome say, Fiona, Fiona is. Fiona, what's she doing? I know, right? Uh, so that table is going to be hilarious and fun, uh, run by Amy Vorpal, as we said. And then on Friday, uh, the cast of AP Bio, uh, starring Patton Oswalt and uh, a bunch of other really fun folks, uh, Dungeon Mastered by B. Dave Walters, where the Palace of the Vampire Queen game. Can't wait for that. Um, oh and then uh, the last one that we want to talk about is one we've already talked about with Kate Welch. Uh, the Lost Odyssey Last Light Table with some pretty big heavy hitters you might know, such as Jack Black, Tiffany Haddish, Heard of him. Heard Kevin of him. Smith, mm, Heard of him, yeah. Jason Mewes, yes, yes, right? yeah. Reggie mm-hmm. Watts, Oh yeah, Lauren Lapkiss. My God. Funny, funny people playing with a funny dungeon master, funny looking dungeon master, Kate Wells. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Funny in the best possible way. Exactly. Uh, That game's going to be amazing. Yeah. And not only that, there is going to be so much other really great uh, content going around uh, D&D Live. Some names that you will recognize. I'm just going to run through them here, but they're joining for all types of panels, uh, round tables, really fun improvisational content. Uh, But they will be Satine Phoenix, Eric Campbell, KG Tang, Josh Lee Kwai, Vince Queso, Stella Chu, Malika Lim, Kaylee Bray, Jason Charles Miller, Kelly Lindy Angelo, as well as Chris Perkins, Amanda Hammon, and James Wyatt from the Wizards of the Coast team talking about their jobs 
it is going to be, like I said, nonstop crazy entertainment uh, on July 16th and 17th. We got eight hours of content each day starting at 12 p.m. Pacific time and ending at 8 p.m. I think that's it. I think that's all I'm going to talk about. Whoosh. It's a lot. There's even going to be some some fun news announcements like other than products. Like what, Shelly? Pray tell. Not going to tell you. <sighs> I'm not spoiling nothing, all right? Just something. Got some pretty sweet news coming up. I think it either, if I'm correct, Stop. has to do with blah, dorks blah, blah, blah. or um, nerds Too much. or Too much. bananas or what else? Kittens. Kittens. Yes. Displacer yeah. Beast kittens, perhaps. Displacer Beast kittens. <laughs> yes. Uh, as well... Uh, very exciting news about the Dungeon Master Challenge uh, as coming during D and D Live. So tune in, something for everyone. Yes, your ten finalists for the first ever Dungeon Master Challenge shall be revealed at D and D Live, and that was uh, not easy to uh, bring the field down to ten. There were a lot of entries and a lot of really great entries. Not surprising. We have a lot of very talented dungeon masters out there. Not surprising at all. We got a wonderful community, and I can't wait to see uh, the creativity that they bring to bear, right? Getting those 10 finalists and then seeing the uh, adventure and and D&D content that they make over the course of the next few months to be revealed the winner at D&D Celebration in September. It's going to be fun. It's going to happen, and it's going to be great. Awesome. Well, D&D Live is right around the corner. As we said, you'll be able to watch it uh, on, in so many different ways. Basically, the idea is just to get it to uh, as many, uh, what's convenient for all of you fans out there. So uh, that's the uh, Twitch channel for D&D, the YouTube channel for D&D, the Twitch and YouTube channels for G4. We'll be broadcasting it all live there as well as on the Peacock app you can watch that through your phone or on your smart tv or through your uh you know gaming console however it makes the most sense to you and i can't wait to see people who uh pay attention to all these things uh will be will be watching dnd live but also there's gonna be a lot of new people coming into dungeons dragons through all of these channels that is true and they're going to have such a treat uh what a wonderful introduction to D this will be for so many people we will welcome them with open arms welcome. join us come and then start listening to dragon talk and all uh, the amazing stuff that goes on on uh D beyond and on our discord channel and on dragon plus come. be with us yes <laughs> all right Love. That is D&D Live. I can't wait to talk to Austin Creed uh, very soon. But before that, we got a wonderful insight check coming. I'm getting my dice ready so that I can roll and see. Let's welcome Tristan Falcone to an insight check. Hi, Tristan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's so nice to see you. I know. I haven't seen anyone that I work with in so long. <laughs> it's so nice. Yes. 
That's so half the you, reason why we're doing these inside checks is so that we can just check oh, in and be like, how are selfish. things going? Yeah. Purely selfish. Greg and I just, we just miss people and we want to see you catch again. up. Yes. <laughs> so you are a member of the Dungeons and Dragons TRPG studio at Wizards of the Coast. Oh, so official, but yes. Right. Yes. And what is your role there? Uh, I am a graphic designer on um, the books and ancillary products, which is a fancy way of saying the things that aren't books that we do. Right. The <laughs> things like the Dungeon Master kit. Yes. The Dungeon Master kit or uh, I've done a dice set, you know, mm. extra stuff. Yeah. Which is so you're like, doing all the graphic design around the, the packaging for that as well as uh, some of the interior stuff? Yeah, the components too? Yes. Um, yes, so I like to tell people um, for books, I... Uh, you know, I get the ingredients and then I do the presentation for it. Um, so, you know, I get all the art and the words and then I make it, I add the flavor, the spice of whatever the theme is for the book. And then for those other types of products, it's anything you hold in your hand when you're opening it up to get to the actual thing. So if you open a box, if you read the box, uh, if you, you know, uh, in the dice products, the dice box that has all the fun foil on it and stuff. Um that is all the cool stuff I get to work on. Oh, like all the, the gussying up of the... The gussying oh, up. The zhuzhing. Zhuzhing, yeah. Zhuzhing is a word. You know, there's the boring, like, making sure all the legal stuff is in place, but that's Somebody's not... to do it. That's not why you wake up in the morning. Why you wake up in the morning is to make it shiny. Like literally <laughs> shining. Yeah. That's what all the foil is for. I love that. Um, and then when we were talking to uh, Trish Yoakum... Uh, it's just something that I think a lot of people don't know when making a book or a product like this, that like the work that you're doing kind of is like a soundtrack to a movie or something like that, right? You don't necessarily notice it, but it makes you feel something when you, when you touch it, when you open it, when you, when you experience it. Yeah. I um, was trying to, uh, I was like trying to describe it to, you know, my grandma and she was hmm. like, so what is it? I was like, well, think about a magazine where you're looking at it and the pictures are all just square and the text is just like in a Word document. We could release books that look like that or we could have these really pretty objects and the art is, um, you know, just kind of like coming in and out of the frame or things are bleeding over and it's a little more like immersive. Um, and if we're doing our job well, nobody thinks about it. I spend a lot of hours doing something no one should think about it. it. Should just feel like it's this, you know, this tome, right? Like this, yeah. this object. Yeah, it's the emotion. So, with with people, creative people like you, with artists, I never know. How do you know when you've reached the right, like it's done on a page? Because I mean, there's so many cool elements, and you could, I, I could over accessorize to yeah. no end. How do you know when to stop? So there's two types of ways to know. The one is where you go, you just like know something clicked and you're like, if I did any more, it would be too much. I could do it, but it would just feel like, why? Like right. if I'm making food at home, do I need to drizzle or smear the sauce along the side of the plate or am I just going to eat it, right? Like <laughs> I don't need plate to do it. this. Yeah. And I don't need to plate it. The other thing is that um, working artists, whether it's concepts artists or layout artists or game designers, um, we all have deadlines. And sometimes <laughs> it's taking something to the point that your art director goes, 
no, you're done. And you think, oh, but if I spent all these hours, I could do this one little thing. And it's no, it it's done. You're, you're, you're making extra work for yourself. And this is, this is beautiful to do more would be to just ruin it. Um, not ruin it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Go yeah. too far. I think, uh, uh, Shauna Narciso has a phrase that I love, which is like, it is adequate as hell. <laughs> yeah. She's big on that. She goes, it is perfectly acceptable. I'm like, no. Uh, oh man, I need more <laughs> praise than that, please. Man. Yeah. Validate I, me. The, I asked you the question be kind of because I've had so many conversations with Shauna where I have asked for something more, oh, more flirt, more this, more that, bigger logo. And she is like, no, like, like it's perfect the way it is. Like she would explain like the emotional part of like why adding a little bit more would take away from what we were trying to do here. And it's true. And they also say that perfection is the enemy of, you know, being done. That's, so existing. Yeah. Being a book. Um, so yeah, you have to take things to the moment for me, like it'll either click or the art director will say it's clicked for me and you've been looking <laughs> at it too long. Just stop. It's you done. You didn't hear the click. Yeah. yeah. Cause sometimes you're almost too close to it. Right. Where you're like, I, yeah. I can tinker with this forever. Yes. That's frequently my problem. Yes. <laughs> That's a, uh, yeah, that's a common thing, right? And let me just make sure. Okay, yeah, I, I got a 15. So I think that's that seems pretty true. You were um, It's done. It's done. Uh, but you've been working uh, on the D&D team since uh, it was, Theros was the first project you worked on, right? Yes. Um, well, <laughs> my first day I started, uh, I was doing, laying out the cover for um, the Critical Role book. Uh, mm. And... I remember being like, oh, is this just like a practice assignment? Oh. And and they're like, no, you do it. It's like, oh, this is so exciting. And then the first book I got to touch was um, Theros, which was great because it was the um, Magic Tie-In book and uh, the card set was coming out. And uh, I was familiar with, I had not played Magic yet. And I was familiar with all the art from working on the book. Um, so I got to like really nerd out where I was like, oh, I want this card in my deck. Because I got to lay out the chapter, and I now have an emotional reaction with this art. Oh, that's cool. The card's not useful to me, <laughs> but I want to play it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's your baby. <laughs> See, the emotion. The emotion was that you did your job so well that you responded the, exactly I, the way that the players would. Yeah. Y- yeah. I'm, I would say I'm, like, a little too emotionally invested in, in, our, in our little fantasy worlds, our little our elves and such. <laughs> right, because you have been playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons for for a long time. When when was the the first time you, you you picked up the dice? The first time that I started playing was definitely um, oh my god! Uh, I tried in college, and I uh, was playing three point five, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't click for me right then. Um, and I was just playing like a human fighter because I was like, oh, I don't want to think about magic because it's like. I didn't know the system. Um, and then fast forward when fifth edition came out proper, uh, I was like, great time to play for like, for real, I'm going to do it. Um, and so now it's been, you know, at least it's been over 10 years at this point. Wow. Um, but at one point I was playing in three weekly campaigns and whoa, that was a lot for me. It's a lot <laughs> for anyone. <laughs> Different characters in each one. I mean, oh gosh, they're all uh, they're all facets of the same crystal, really. But 
Uh, are they are they similar or different than walnut dengrass? Oh yeah, so um, walnut's my druid, my um, circle of the moon druid, um, who I love because she shapeshifts, and I love shapeshifting. Um, but then before I had looked into druids, uh, I was playing in a homebrew game. I was playing this sorceress who really loved polymorphing and those type of things, and um, so it you know it had. It had the same flavor, but she was like a uh, a swamp swamp witch. So, you know, nature's theme. There is a That's theme. Awesome. Yeah. So how did and how did you get involved with the C team? Oh yeah. So um, I got involved with. How did I get involved with that? So. Uh, Mike from Penny Arcade came up to me one time and said, hey, you know about Dungeons and Dragons. I said, (laughs) I've played it some. Uh, I would like to play more. And I thought I was being approached about like a home game. Um, And then months later, I just got an email saying like, hey, Acquisitions Inc. is doing a live weekly thing. We want to be called the C-Team. And are you interested in doing it? Um, and they had just cast, uh, cast, they had asked other people to do it. Um, and I was friends with all of them. And so I was just like, Oh, I can just hang out with buds (laughs) and play some game. And now, um, I've been, uh, you know, for four years now, um, emotionally devastated (laughs) by the campaign, uh, continuously and it is um it is so fun I've, I've loved it I've got to do so many things and meet so many people because of that campaign um it is one of those things you just like when I'm like you know 80 and I'm like in my rocking chair looking out the window I'll be like oh I did get to be that druid for a long time well that <laughs> I really think so I'm like I gotta do this I'm gonna think about this in my in my winter years well that's a cool way to think about it right You're it like, is. I got to play this character and it, I played it well I, I, yeah, I mean, like I have, I'm looking next to my desk. I have like her sword and a relief someone made me of her. And then oh. it's next to my Ravenloft symbol from um, Beetle and Grimm that I bought myself as a reward for working on the Van Richten book. Oh. <laughs> and it's just like, it's all, it's all just like this little monument to like this time and place where D&D is a really big part of my life. So oh, cool. Definitely. You're getting to play in that uh, PAX Online this weekend, right? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, And it was the first time that we got to come back together as a table um, in, you know, 18 months or so. Um, So it was a lot of just like, you know, um, everybody giving each other hugs and (laughs) being very emotional and then then, uh, getting to play. And I thought, okay, well, this game, you know, we'll we'll shake all the cobwebs off. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we've all played weekly campaigns, some, you know, the like, Oh, we had to miss a couple sessions. Maybe it'll be hard to like pick back up, but it's just so easy to jump back into the same routine. Yeah. It was just like, no time had been missed. I was like, everybody has cooler haircuts now because you know, (laughs) got to do something with your time. It's like we're emerging from our cocoons again. Yes. Yes, That's, exactly. I'm I'm glad though, to hear form. you say that you um that it was easy to pick up again because I keep thinking about because we're so used to now doing everything virtually that when we do come back together in person, what is that gonna be like? 
the only thing that I'm am going to miss is um, virtual dice rollers just doing addition on the fly for me. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I've just been like, oh, you know, to wh- whoever's sitting next to me, just like, you add it up. You can do it faster <laughs> than I can, please. I can't. The pressure. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah, I know. Especially like, that, yes, it's the pressure to to add up things quickly. I'm like, mm, no. If I'm at home, I mean, I do math for my job every day. Surprising that I have to do a creative job, and they still expect me to do math. Rude. Yeah, um, <laughs> truly rude. But like, I'll do it at home, and then the minute someone's looking at me, I'm like, it's mm-hmm. as if I've never seen numbers yes. before. Yep. Yeah, that is so true. And for me, it's always how many inebriants do I have by the end of the night where I'm just like, I can't think about this. You add it. You do. <laughs> We've been playing for six hours and I'm so tired. Yeah. How dare you? I'm yeah. out of spell slots in game and in real life. Right. No more spoons are left. <laughs> yes. And then what if like like you accidentally use the wrong die? Because sometimes it's hard to tell them apart. I, I panic on the fly too. Like, oh, God, I have to find a D8. I have to find my D8. Oh, it's my D12. I know. I that is the only thing I feel like I really got into uh, with the digital dice rollers. I feel like I really just got into a, um, a like just a groove with them where I'm like, oh, and I just click do 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 do, and I don't even need to own all the d sixes that I need for this. But right now, my chickens sure. have come home to roost. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys got to back, get back together and play. Uh, yes. There was a bit of a preview of that in uh, June when you got to play with Jeremy Crawford and Kate Welch as Dungeon Master for mm-hmm. uh, the Lambert House special. How was that? Oh, that was really great. Um, I loved it. Got to play with um, Anthony Rapp and uh, Critical Bard and um, and AJ came through too. That was just like such a fun, rambunctious table. Um, and uh, my character's like, very stoic, very curmudgeonly. Um, so everybody bring these like very fantastical, like uh, larger than life characters. It was just very easy to just like, um, you know, like play the proverbial like straight man to the comedic stylings of what was going on. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I really, I had so much fun. Um, also because I'm like, oh, I've been following Anthony Rapp's whole career. So it's just like, this is amazing for me personally. What a gift. Right. Happy Pride Month to me personally. <laughs> <laughs> this, did it for you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How great is that? I love that he has jumped full force into the D&D community over the last Isn't year. Isn't this so. like one of the delights of, of D&D also is yes. just being like, oh, who's into it right now? Because like it's every time there's like somebody new that's like you know like a bigger name and then they bring people from other fandoms and they start crossing over and they start being like like okay well what does like a like space exploration um like star trek style like D game what does that look like and you see like these little like you know one-off campaigns or things that they're doing i'm just like yes more 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 weird stuff <laughs> It's yes, happening. It's happening all over the place. And we got DD Live coming this weekend too. So hopefully there's even more people who want to jump in after that. I love it. Awesome. Well, Tristan, so great to, to chat with you. Uh, no lies detected on that inside check. Thank you. No yeah. lies detected. Detected. That's right. Because yeah. I think I rolled the four. So uh, oh. it seems like everything you're saying was on the up and up to me. Great. Then I've done my job. <laughs> Just like with the graphic design. Just mm-hmm. like with it. I hope so. Yeah. And, and I have a good emotional 
feeling right now? So. We're vibing. We're vibing. <laughs> yeah. Everything looks good to me. Everything well, thanks, Tristan. We'll let you get back to work making a beep and beep and that awesome oh. book. Oh, my God. You just did a cuss right on the... No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell you your grandma. You can't hear that at home. <laughs> Don't tell your grandma I did that. I won't. I won't. Thank you so much for having me. Thank right. you. Always love hearing about uh, people who work on Dungeons and Dragons, and Tristan's been doing fantastic work. and not only that, doing amazing stuff through uh, Acquisitions Incorporated, the C team. So, I love this segment because a I kind of miss our coworkers, <laughs> and when this is just a nice chance yeah. to get to to see them again. But also, like you really do, uh, there's so many different jobs, there's so many different roles that help bring D and D to the people, and it's just it's cool to shine a spotlight on all of them the way we like to shine spotlights on different community members. We'd That's like right. to do that for our team members as well. Yeah. And it is one of my favorites too. I think mostly because we haven't been able to interact with a lot of these folks on a daily yes. basis uh, in the office. So it feels like, oh, we get to check in, see yeah. how they're doing. Yeah. I love it. Good stuff. All right. Well, without further ado, it is time for some sports entertainment with our interview guest. Let's get uh, Xavier Woods here. You got the voices going today. <laughs> Everyone, let's welcome WWE superstar Xavier Woods, also known as Austin Creature Dragon Time! Oh, yay! Yeah. Oh, oh, me oh, shame. Hey. Oh, I didn't know we were doing that. I could have yeah. worn a, you know, maybe shouldn't thing. have eaten all that cheese and crackers right before. <laughs> but it's good. It's uh, good. Those protein. crackers. It's protein, especially when it's the orange cheese that doesn't require refrigeration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love a good cheese board, too. Oh, Ooh, yeah. I, I love to make cheese boards. You make that cheese is, boards? That is my specialty. I assume they're good, eh? Mm, look at these flabby underarms and tell me if they're good or not. <laughs> I can attest the charcuterie board that Shelly makes uh, does also make my uh, underarms flabby, though. We're good <laughs> to go. In the best way. Um, Xavier, I am in so much trouble today because I sent my eight-year-old son to camp, uh-huh. and he's a big fan of you, and he really wanted to be here for this interview. Oh, and I said, get well, out of here. Well, I, I can at least say that you're raising him right. Oh, yeah. He likes me, you know. Uh, some good mothering going on. <laughs> yes, yes. We are definitely, we are encouraging the the love of wrestling. Oh. That is one of the things that he is considering being uh, when he grows up. And he did go. want me to ask you, how did you become a wrestler? <laughs> uh, the short version is every decision that I've ever made in my life has been to attain some sort of skill because I knew that I was not going to be tall. So I thought if I had a collection of skills that other people did not have, then it would give me a leg up on the competition. And luckily it has worked. So I uh, wanted to be a triathlete because I figured I need to be able to do tons of different things. Again, since I, at that point, it was the land of the giants, and it still kind of is. Guys are like 6'2 and 275, pure muscle, no body fat. And it's like, oh, I'm 5'9 on a good day. I'm an average-sized human. What? How am I going to get in? So um, 
I, like I said, I, I did, I was a triathlete. I was in band. I tried to do well in school. Cause like, if I can hit all these and become like a quote unquote, like a Renaissance man, then that'll be, that can be my thing. Um, had a really bad stage fright. So I was in show choir, wanted to be more agile. So I was a cheerleader in college. Um, and so just all of that stuff. And it's all things that actually very much help me in my everyday job now. Well, amazing. you've basically just done our jobs as parents. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah. But laughs> done. <laughs> Go do everything. Just listen to that clip over and over again and just play it for your kids. That was amazing. <laughs> that is like, but you're like a special kind of human because you're saying I wasn't this. So I decided to make, do something to make me that yeah. instead of just being like, I'm not agile. So I guess I'll never be a cheerleader. Like the well, that's the thing. Cause I, my dad and mom would like, they very much instilled into me. Don't live a what if life when you're older. You don't want to be in a situation where you've got a midlife crisis and you go, man, I really wanted to be an astronaut. What would have happened if I would have tried? Right. Instead of just going down this path that society has already paved for the majority of people. And for some people, that's totally fine to just go that path. And that's what you want to do. That's that's you living the happiest life that you can live. But for yeah. me, that path wasn't set. It wasn't, it didn't exist. And so in my head, it was like, I can either go this way, like everybody else, or I can build my own way. Because I got the tools. And if I don't have the tools, I'll find them because this is what I want. And at least if I fail in building this road or bridge or whatever this pathway is, I can then live my life. And when I get to my midlife crisis, I, I don't have to say, what if? I just go, I was not good enough to do this. So I pivoted and did something else that right. I'm now good at, you know? So yeah. um, I'm, I'm very much exhaust all options kind of person before I uh, ask questions or ask for, for help, which is sometimes a detriment. But um, I just, I don't know. I just, I want to be good at stuff. And if I'm not good at it, I want to learn to be good at it because learning is fun. That's right. awesome. I can't wait. I mean, this is very apropos to my daughter uh, is eight. She just mm -hmm. joined a baseball team. We had our first game actually playing against Shelly's uh, son's team oh. last and night. And they're very good friends. So they're good oh. friends. it was quite enjoyable watching them help each yeah. other on the field. But oh. Poor Fiona is, is very scared. She doesn't want to get hit with the ball. And I just kept, I kept reiterating exactly what you said. Like, you just don't want to, what if, right? Like, you just got to give it your all. And if you don't end up liking it or you don't end up, you know, exceeding at it, that's fine. Find something else that goes, you know, in, in your room. But at least you can say, like, I tried. I gave it. Mm -hmm. I just don't want you to That's give it. up before you even have your first game. That's it. Because my my whole thing has been, if I go down swinging somebody else's punches, then I'm not going to be able to look at myself in the mirror. I'm going to flash back on my life when I'm on my deathbed and go, man, man, I, I should have done what I wanted to do mm -hmm. instead of what society told me I should be doing. I should have a white picket fence and a dog and, you know, this this house in the suburbs. Like, And granted, I do that have that because I, I, I wanted it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, I, I just don't, I don't want to live with with these weird regrets and so yeah. like yeah. just go after what you want I so it sounds like an adventurer's uh point of view too right here like a dnd &D <laughs> adventurer you're like i'm just gonna acquire all the skills i need to slay that dragon and give it my all yeah because when you think about it when you're building your dnd &D character and you're rolling for the stats like yeah wouldn't you like to just be able to pick where you put your stats <laughs> and to have yes. way too many stat points you can yes. do that in real life just learn stuff <laughs> It's yes. the same exact thing. Yes. Yeah. Like, I would like to just click a box next to acrobatics. I'm like, guess I'm trained in acrobatics now. <laughs> it would be awesome. But <laughs> our clicking a box is going to a gymnastics yeah. gym and working for two years. And now you got a back handspring into a back tuck and you go, whoa, I couldn't do that two years ago. But now my acrobatics went from 10 to 19. And now this is easier for me and I'm happy with it. So mm -hmm. that's, I, I live my life like a, like a D&D &D character. That's what it is. 
That's right. That's a great <laughs> way to live your life. This is why you're the purveyor of positivity. I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you, out of all those things that you just talked about doing, right? Like when you were a kid, like show choir and, you know, playing in band and, and uh, you know, gymnastics. Did you play D&D during that time too? No. So like maybe, maybe like once or twice. So like I, I was big in video games and comics and I knew about D&D. Some of my friends played, but um, I, I don't know. I've, I've always been bouncing around to so many different things. And I just never had a group of friends that really like uh, connected I guess like like played any regular games. Mm-hmm. So the majority of my friend group played like Magic the Gathering when we were younger. So that got me into card games. And so some people know listening will know like Magi Nation was like a, a big one for a little while. Then there was like a wrestling card game that came out, Dragon Ball Z. And so like I was very into those. Um so you playing tabletops didn't really happen until regularly, I guess. I guess when I, so when I graduated college and I got signed with WWE, I had to move to Florida to train. Mm-hmm. And I found a group of people there that all lived in a house together and they would play Shadowrun. Oh, and nice. I was like, what is this? They're like, it's Dungeons and Dragons, but it's it's X, Y, and Z. And I was like, <gasps> and so I'd play with them once a week and that kind of got me into tabletops. And then, then since then, it's been like sporadic every now and then, but um, definitely play much more now at this point in my life than I did before because I have a much better understanding of the game and how it kind of like, I know this, not to not to wax philosophical, but how a lot of things in D&D are very much like straight up metaphors for life and mm. how D&D t- can be helpful for like problem solving, especially like with young kids. And I have a friend who they play D&D uh, with their kids all the time. And so like their kids adding, their eight-year-old is adding up dice faster than them. So like it's teaching them math and like critical thinking and all of these things that we want to figure out how to teach kids. You just learn by playing Dungeons and Dragons, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and then they don't know that they're being taught something because it's exactly. a game. <laughs> I love that. Hiding and then you started the joining the, uh, the up, up, down crew, up, up, down, down, playing Dungeons and Dragons, also pretty regularly. That was that like about three or four years ago, five years yeah. ago when I started. Yeah, so we tried to do so. Up, up, down, down started what six years ago. We had our sixth birthday, um, and so rollout is what we call our our D and D games. And so I want to say we started three years ago and we'll do like, like a season a year. So kind of we'll sit down for two days straight and just like play through X amount of hours, maybe like nine or 10 hours um, and then cut them up. Um, wish we could play more regularly. Every once in a while, we do like one offs at like a convention or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been really fun. So last time we had um, Freddie Prince Jr. as our DM, who is, what? A, he is absolutely <laughs> fantastic like one of the biggest like tabletop nerds i've ever met in my life he's so cool and he just makes these incredible stories and he loves all of this fantasy stuff and he'd never think like oh my god this like heartthrob freddie prince jr is like a bigger nerd than i am um so it's, it's been really cool being able to like become friends with him and learn about his life and how he sees tabletops and video games and stuff that's super cool yeah, and then yeah. You're, you're putting that game, uh, that crew together to play during D&D Live 2021 in just a, a few days. Yes, yes. It's going to be me uh, and some of my wrestler friends, Ember Moon, uh, Brennan Williams, and then uh, FKA, formerly known as Tyler Breeze, coming through. Uh, he does, I don't, we don't know what to call him. <laughs> right now, but he used to be Tyler Breeze. <laughs> Except he's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's fantastic. I'm, I'm psyched he's he's still uh, on this, and and uh, you get to play with him another amazing dungeon master, Abria Iyengar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the best. She's just like I feel like this has been like her knockout home run summer. 
Right. So Summer of Abria. There's a hashtag yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's been killing it. There was a, um, uh, she posted something from TikTok and it was somebody uh, saying like, whenever some problems occur, people are looking to Matt Mercer for stuff. And she's like, no, no, no. You don't, don't look at him. He can't <laughs> save you. You're, you're in my world now. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause she's DMing for him yeah. uh, uh, on the Exandria game. Like how cool yeah. is that to be like, no, no, no. So awesome. you're, nope. in, you're in my world now. <laughs> Eyes on me. Eyes Just on the me. Kindest, sweetest, most evil woman. Storytellers <laughs> often are. Yeah. yeah. God, she's she's so talented. So I'm I'm beyond excited to be able to to play with her as the DM because she's so creative and just so good. And uh having a DM that's as talented as her with people who are uh uh as strange as us, I guess. Uh she's, <laughs> she's gonna have to herd combo. cats, essentially. So I'm I'm excited to see how it plays out. Kind of like Greg coaching baseball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you guys get to visit um, the Witchlight Carnival. I'm beyond excited. I, I don't know exactly what's in store for us, but um, our our group is interesting because even though we are a group that that goes on adventures regularly, there's a lot of infighting constantly. <laughs> <laughs> like a family. So I feel like she's going to lean into that when she realizes it, and then we're done for. <laughs> That's mm. awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yes. well, that makes sense given the the, the wrestler background, right? You got to have at least some <laughs> right? friendly rivalries, frenemies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, friendly is a fun word to use for that. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you playing with characters that you have already played with, or did you create new characters for this? So we've created all new characters. Oh, cool. Um, so this is exciting too because uh, we normally just play with our characters from our rollout game. So even when we do one offs, and so like I think last one off we did was at a PAX. And uh, we all ended up getting some, like, magical weapon that we could use for our next campaign that we did, which was kind of fun. Um, but again, like I said, all the infighting is going to be, I, I assume that it's going to be even crazier because we're all going to be, like, on Zoom. It's so, <laughs> which only heightens frustration, <laughs> as we all know, throughout this COVID season. Right. Um, so it, it should be a good time. Nice. The Chaos Carnival. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> so... With, can you tell us a little bit about the character that you created for this? Ooh, my character is a turtle named oh. Donnie who has Donnie. a bow staff. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he's, uh, he's chaotic good. And so I have this, um, this ring on my finger with a little stopper. So it tells me if I need to be unfriendly, friendly, neutral, helpful, or hostile. Um, and so lots of my games are kind of down to the, what the ring chooses. Oh, <laughs> wow. Amazing. Like a is real just a mood NPC ring. NPC reaction ring? Is that what it Pretty is? much. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious how this is going to work because I am used to either playing a bard. In our normal games, I play bard because I just, I, bards in any game ever whether they're tabletops or video games is normally my go-to because i just think the power of music is incredible and to get people like boosted with, with music is great and that's kind of what i do at work when i'm wrestling i have because if people don't know so uh on, i'm on a three-man team called the new day my partners are kofi kingston and Big E, and i always bring a trombone to the ring and i play the trombone Sometimes before, sometimes after, sometimes during matches. And so I use my bardic inspiration in real life to help my friends do better in battle. And so I usually bring that to the table. But uh, Donnie is not a bard. Um, he's a monk. So I'm 
I'm nervous. I'm right. nervous to see how this works out, see if I can even understand these mechanics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a blue different. headband uh, that you tie around? Uh, so I didn't reference the, the the headband, or I haven't referenced it yet because I don't I don't want to get too close to it. Mm. So I don't know if he's gonna rock a headband. <laughs> I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Copyright. <laughs> the bow staff is good enough for me. I know, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, no, it is weird to go from like something that you're is your in your wheelhouse, like a bard or a, a character class that you're familiar with, and just be like, all right, we're gonna do something completely different. And sometimes it works really, really well because you yeah. get out of that that rut, you know, like or or yeah. your, uh, um, you know, the the things that you're used to doing as far as D and D play goes. Yeah, but that's that's what I kind of enjoy. So, like, like I said, so this will be my first time playing a monk, but um, just like going through and reading what they do, it sounds they sound really interesting. And then one of my friends who also plays D and D, he's got like a you know level like seventeen monk, and he's like, you can do this, 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 and this, and this. And it's like, oh, well, that sounds really cool. And so I'm I'm curious to to actually. Use him in this game because it might open my eyes to something that I didn't know that I enjoyed. Right, right. which is sounds like your mo. Yeah, <laughs> it's very freeing. I think when you just branch out and just try yeah. something totally new. Yeah, because what? Because what's what's the point of of this life? It's to have fun and experience things, and so you can't just stay in one lane the whole time. You gotta you gotta explore, gotta diversify. Yeah. Yeah, and you're exploring new territory uh, by joining the G4 hosting team. How exciting is that? It's been a dream come true, legit. Because when I was younger, obviously, like I, I had my my friend group that we played video games and played card games and all that stuff. But once G4 hit the market, we were like, hold on. There's other people like all across the planet that are like this. And, <laughs> and they're adults? Wait. <laughs> what? Hold the phone. And so that kind of gave us this, this different kind of energy about ourselves. And we were like, no, 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 no. We're not rotting our brains. We're not melting away. We're not wasting our time. We are gaining skills that we can possibly make money with later in life. And we don't have to switch from pleasure to work. They can be the same thing. And to, to, to me, that's the best way to live life. If you can make money doing something that you genuinely enjoy, then what's the, then you, you never work a day in your life, you know, the uh-huh. old cliche phrase, but it's, it's very much true. And so that gave us legit inspiration to not like succumb to the, like the weird, dumb bullying that we would experience because we like, right. quote unquote, like nerd stuff. Like I, yeah, I love nerd stuff. I'm a nerd. Like what of it? Now I got muscles. So you want to say it again? You come <laughs> with some negativity again? Step to me. Um, so, uh, so G4 was, was that for, for me and us, and I would assume a lot of other kids at that time that are now grown. So to be able to be in a position where I can get, 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 you know, poked as a host and be able to do stuff like this, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. Also, cause I'm used to just getting punched in the face constantly. And Are I'm, we talking literally or figuratively here? I mean, wrestling, I get punched <laughs> in the face literally uh, quite a few times. And so it's cool to have a gig where that doesn't happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so other hosts don't just reach across and Wait, pummel no you mats. with a chair. There's no I mats mean, on the floor. What's going on? Because Greg and I do that all the time. Constantly. <laughs> was that after or before the baseball say. game? Was that depending on who's kid won? <laughs> yes. After. We were friendly at first, but the next time. Why are you little? That is funny because my son's on his baseball team with a bunch of kids he went to daycare with from when he was three months old. And I I think it was my son that got it started. But when I would walk in to pick him up, all the the little babies were like doing this and then jumping on each other. Yes. 
Mads. Yes. Like, oh, well, at least he's like giving you a heads up. That it's about <laughs> yeah, to happen. Love him. <laughs> love him <laughs> also, kids don't try this at home. Right? Like, cute little, like, blonde girls going up to each other, like, Ingrid. <laughs> and those kids are using play to work through events that might happen to them later in life. They're, problem yes, solving. Learning skills. So, um, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, yes. Hosts pummeling each other. Um, oh, yeah. So, I, so I, I might get punched in the face. I don't know. You might. We'll, we'll see. But it's not, it's not, a, it's not a, a given, an absolute guarantee. Yeah. Um, so my, my dad does not play. Dungeons and Dragons, no surprise. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to give him the the download on what D and D Live is, and and all of the amazing talent that's showing up uh, to play D and D. And I told him about uh, your group, and he was like, "What? <laughs> Professional wrestlers play Dungeons and Dragons? Like that? Really? Mm-hmm. Like athletes in D and D? He just, you know, he's seventy five. He has not put the two together yet. Um, he's the still in like the eighties D and D. Just but, tell him, tell him we already play." That's our well, job. That's We're what I LARPers, was dude. trying to explain. Like that, it's very there. Those parallels are not really parallel. They're like crisscrossing all over the place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make There's, a character. Yes. Figure out an outfit. We see what kind of things we want to do. What we want to say on a microphone. When we engage with another character, we have to have that conversation. And we essentially roll charisma, and the crowd tells us if we hit a twenty or not. Like it's it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> It 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 really is, yeah. The and the the stories, like I love I love you know the backstories of of wrestling. You know I love character backstories, but there's like all of those similarities as well. I think mm-hmm. it's, it it's, there's so much lore. So like, what 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 edition are they in of D and D now? Five, fifth, yeah, yeah, fifth. So like, there's four other editions. All, all of that lore packed in, and all this history, and you can pull from like wherever you want to pull from, like the same kind of thing in wrestling so i personally like never crossed paths in the ring with like macho man randy savage but to have a better understanding of myself and my character and what i want to do it helps me to understand the history of where essentially i came from Mm. so while i might not be the exact same and i might never get to wrestle some of these other guys or girls that came before me knowing about them knowing their matches knowing their history the things that they've been a part of helps me shape what i want to be and what i want to leave for the people who come after me so then they're learning not only about me but they're learning about them as well and they can stand on my shoulders like i stood on the people's shoulders before me to make this even bigger and better than it was you know 20 years ago that's awesome the way you're just describing that too i don't think i ever put that in my head but of course wrestlers would be like, oh man, remember that match from 1985 of, you know, so-and-so versus so-and-so? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know Greg yeah. Valentine versus Tito Santana. <laughs> yes. Right? And then be like, oh yeah. And then like, oh, and he did that move and blah, blah, blah. And of course, that, I mean, you would have that kind of familiarity with with the history of it. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's really awesome. Because uh, what, what's old is new. So exactly. the amount of things that I pull from the history of wrestling to put into what I'm doing now, obviously you, you, you pick them up, you polish them off, you might shape them a little different, but it's the same thing, you know? And it's something that you know works and something that you can um, intertwine into modern day stuff and make it relevant. That's, that's what's cool to me because it's kind of a puzzle because you mm. can't do the same exact things, but you can do something that kind of pulls on the same heartstrings and the same emotions and whether you want to make somebody laugh or you want to make them cry, or you want to make them sit on the edge of their seat and wait for what's coming next week. There's there's this whole 
It's like a, it's a smorgasbord. It's a, it's a nice charcuterie board. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. No, now we're all on the same page. <laughs> so it's a nice charcuterie board of different cheeses. And these are all different wrestlers and different flavors of wrestling. And some might be high flying. Some might be like deathmatch and barbed wire people. Some might, you know, be just like straight mat wrestlers and they never hit the ropes. Like there's so many cool different kinds of aspects and characters in pro wrestling and that's why i think it's the same thing as dnd except having to go through the physical trauma <laughs> right right <laughs> it sounds yeah. like rhyming right uh, like the, the way george lucas described the the star wars trilogies right that like they they're not they're not building off each other they're rhyming with each other and making it like this long epic poem and i feel like <sighs> that's kind of what you, you're describing that, I've never heard that. That's really cool. Yeah, right. So that's why the oh the, the, the the musical themes are 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 used throughout, and it feels like oh, we're hitting the same kind of emotional notes, but a little bit different this time because it's yeah. a different context. That's an awesome way to explain that. I'm, yeah. I'm putting that in my pocket if that's okay. Do it. Nice. I, I, I didn't say it. it was George Lucas. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Thanks, real George. genius here. We're just fools talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sweet. So yeah, man, I love the fact that uh, you can break all these parallels of all the different uh, skill sets you're bringing to the table. I wanted, I wanted to ask about uh, the trombone because I played the trombone yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, was, I bounced off it, right? Like I was like, oh, this is really fun. Uh, but man, I love that idea of bringing a musical instrument to the ring. It's something that I've always loved about you know, uh, seeing your performances and stuff. And now I just want more people to bring trombones to the D&D table. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll happen one day. We're just going to have a, a full band yeah, <laughs> play a, a D&D. Brass band. Right? And in some ways, I guess, uh, at previous D&D lives, uh, our, uh, our friend Ben Looms from Sirenscape um, has done things live and uh, created the music for everything. And there's a few cues in there, one of which is a sad trombone yeah. that he has used to great effect uh, when, a, when a joke lands flat or something like that. So <laughs> maybe the trombones are already in D&D. See? There they are. And that's bringing it full circle. You just put everything that you love into a box. All in one. And then you live it. It's true. Uh, so y- you have a PhD as well? No. So uh, no, okay. no, it's next question. So, well, I can give you the short, <laughs> I can give you the short and sweet because it's a, it's a rough one. So oh, no. uh, my, my whole thing is that I wanted to be the only wrestler to obtain a PhD while actively wrestling. Oh. So I was wrestling. I started wrestling like the day after I graduated high school, I went back to the daycare that I went to when I was little and the lady who was my teacher ran the place And so I asked her if I could get a job. She said, yes, I used that money to pay for wrestling school and pay for gas to get me around to wrestling shows. I went to school in South Carolina, wrestled all throughout college. So I didn't join a fraternity. I wasn't on campus a ton because I was just gone wrestling. Um, And then I ended up getting a deal wrestling with a company on TV like six months before I graduated. And they let me finish out school before I started for, for real. And so I did my master's program while I was there. And then I jumped to WWE and finished out the master's program. And I was gunning for the PhD, got to the prospectus, which is the last phase. Um, And then you do your paper. And so at that point in time, the school that I was at, we found out some of the students, uh, hey, I've been at my prospectus phase for two years. How about you? And someone went, wait, what? You're supposed to be there for like a month max, maybe. And so we found a bunch of stories like that. And so there was a big like class action lawsuit and- uh, We got, we got swamped and uh, so ended up transferring 
And then the school said that in order to get the degree, I had to have the majority of my credits from that school. Mm. And I was like, but I, I, I took all these classes already and I got, I got A's. Does that count for anything? They're like, you can test out a two. But then oh. you still have three years essentially to get back to where you were. And then oh, it's like three no. months after that. And I was like, I can't. I can't do this again. Um, I just, I, mentally, I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I snapped, I broke. And it was like this deep, dark six months of me just crying in my room. Just the oh, lights God, off, like, I'm sorry. My life goals. So, but no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Because wrestling kicked off. I started the YouTube channel up, started doing more stuff in yeah. gaming. Um, and then I just put all of my um, my wishes and dreams on my children. So now they're now I'm going to force them to get PhD. <laughs> you were so close. Can we say that you are the wrestler who has gotten closest to getting a PhD? As as of right now, I think so. But okay. um, but what's nice about this generation that the last generation has been kind enough to teach us because they gave us all of these lessons. They lived. Uh, you know, a very like fast life wrestling kicked off and it was like the most popular thing on the planet. And it's like, you're, you're like a rock star essentially. And so we, we were able to sit down and talk to them and they were kind enough to tell us about like the mistakes and what not to do and to save your money and X, Y, and Z. So yeah. hearing all of those stories has really made this generation really jump on, you know, going to school and making sure you're educated and whether you want to go for like so I'm a psychology guy. So I go for psychology and someone might be want to be like a mechanic or an electrician, like learn a trade or something so that we have something just in case. Because being right. a professional athlete, like it could end at any point. Like I could have a match and be done. Like I tore my Achilles in 2019 and I there was a possibility that I'd never be able to wrestle again. Mm. And I was just happy that I had all this, like this, the, my work in the gaming world as essentially like my my backup if that were to happen. But at the same time, not talking about a backup, but when you're done wrestling, um, it's it's kind of scary. And I think this is with any profession. Once, you, once you're done doing that and you've realized, oh, well, now I've got to do something else, but I haven't really been focusing on something else. So there's that kind of dead space where you're just unsure and it's it's kind of terrifying. And that to me is like, <laughs> to get like real deep, it's like, it, that's like my biggest fear, right? Mm. And so that's kind of why I've been burning the candle at both ends for like the past six years to make sure I've got a, a deep, like I want to be knee deep, if not waist deep, in the gaming world so that as soon as I go, Hey, I'm done Jeff wrestling. Dude. I go right there and I'm, and I'm good to go. There's no break right. in, in work. I, I know what I'm doing. I've been lucky enough to find multiple passions where I know some people can't find one. So like, I feel extremely lucky in that sense. Um, but yeah, that it's cause the previous generation, they, they taught us. I think if in anything that you do, if you, if you don't, if you don't adhere to the history that came before you, you're going to make all the same mistakes. Yeah. yeah. And, and we, and this generation has already started to show that we don't want to make those same mistakes. So, um, so hats off to the, to the ones that came before us for, for letting us know about this stuff. Cause otherwise we'd be in the same boat. Yeah. And I, I, I love that you're, you're learning this from the previous generation and that, that it's something that you're taking to heart. Cause like you always hear those horror stories about athletes, you know, that made a lot of money at the, you know, at the time of their career, but either, it was mismanaged or like you're saying they got injured early and their career ended abruptly and then they it's it's really traumatizing to just everything that you have worked for your entire life really is over at 27 you know and then yeah. what do you do i don't know if, how many if people if we ever really talked about this much greg but we one of the seattle seahawks mm. cj procise a super nice guy when he was playing for the the seahawks he was loves video games and gaming in general, and 
also had the same mentality of this is not going to be forever. I'm lucky to be here now, but I don't know how long I'm going to be here. So he wanted to get experience working in the gaming industry. And he actually did an internship with us yes. um, at Wizards of the Coast on the D&D team. And he um, helped us make this card game, Dungeon Mayhem. And he was only there you know, for a, a couple of months, but he showed up every day. At 9 a.m. on the dot, he went to his desk. He went through the playtest feedback. We had several meetings a day, and like he was very, very thoughtful with you know how he did his job and wanting to learn from everybody there. And it was like it was a great experience for him, thankfully, but it was great for us to you know be able to to work with him and and show him how things work on that end of things. And it was super fun to play D and D with him as well. He had never played D and D before. Hopefully we've converted him. Um, but it was just, it's such, it's a really smart way to to look at your your career. Like Greg and I have theater backgrounds. You know, I was nice. a theater major. And I really wish that part of that degree was like accounting. Like how about <laughs> just throwing in like how to answer a, a phone or how to carry <laughs> multiple plates in one arm because you're probably going to be waiting tables for a while. Most people know how to do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't. I never actually knew. How, even as a waitress, I never could do that. <laughs> but, like, I just how, dropped them on how the How to balance, like, how to, like, you know, finance. Like, just, like, yeah. yes, it's wonderful that you have this this creative streak and, and hopefully you're successful, but, like, you still have to know how to manage your finances. You mm. still have to know... Like what credit card debt means and how to pay yeah. your taxes and things like that. Yeah. Sorry, there's someone's mowing a lawn. Let me close this. Okay, no worries. It's so funny though because uh, in many ways, when people ask me uh, about about how to get a job at Wizards of the Coast or something like that, they always ask like, "Well, how do you do it?" Right? Like, well, "What what was your career path?" And I was like, "I don't know." It was, it was similar. I did this the same thing uh, uh, that that you're talking about, Austin. Where I just was like, "I just want to do all these things and." pursue them and maybe you know just through uh you know the talent or the work that i put into it that a, an opportunity will arise and i'll be able to jump into it um yeah. and, and that's what happened for, for for me to hear work for for dungeons and dragons now like i had you know several different careers in some ways this is this is my fallback uh, it's, it's yeah. to be able to do this <laughs> yeah. even though this is an amazing job and i love every minute of it you know it is i needed to get through certain phases of my life in order to be in the right position to 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 get this this gig now right and so it's not just athletes i think it's everybody out there and everybody's yeah. D character should also have that open mind right be like you never know if you're going to multi-class into warlock when a uh, a great deity comes in and offers you power you're going to want to take that when the I mean, at some knocks. point you're just going to get tired and you want to plant some roots and you don't want to just keep going on adventures after adventure after adventure like i just want See? to stay and here in eberron you can, nice you can be place. the wise sage that just sits at home and then this new character that you, you've made, oh, lo and behold, they meet this other character and now you get to sit down and hear the knowledge and now look at all these skill points you just got from listening to a story. <gasps> Is that cheating? Who knows? But you should try it. <laughs> Make the rules. I like it. I had a character that retired to teach magic. That's She's great. still in the city of Sharn. Still a, teaching magic. Still teaching. See? Yeah. I love that you were a daycare uh, worker too. That's m my wife does that as well, and we have strong nice. connections to one here in West Seattle. That's such a uh, an, an amazing skill, and I wish people, uh, not just people, but the world society, realizes how specialized of a skill that is. Oh yeah, it's it's a mess. It is a <laughs> hot mess. 
And I yes. loved every second of it because whether you have a terrible day or a great day, when you get home, you have a hilarious story, at least one every mm-hmm. single day, especially when you go on field trips and we like go to the skating rink and stuff. Like, mm. oh, God, I, I absolutely loved it because people, I don't know, I had this mentality that that adults, they see the world through a certain lens because of their experiences. Obviously, we the three of us. We've had very different lives, different paths to get to talking to each other today right here. Right. But it's cool because now we get to, you know, share this with each other and we get to have this conversation and it's fun and it's happy and it's exciting. Um, But we all see the world differently. But these kids, they all see the world, not all of them, but they, they have a better chance of all seeing the world in a more similar state because they haven't had all these experiences. So it's it's more, it's a more true filter, I feel. And so with that said, there's so many adults I feel that don't listen to kids because they're children. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're six. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But there's a, there's a nugget in there, something mm-hmm. that you could use as an adult. And if you can latch on to that nugget and you can relate with that child on that level, now you're bringing them up to your level while they're making you see the world in a more pure manner. Mm. Weird way yes. to say that. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. Children are refreshing in that sense. There's, there's not all the angst and the spite and the chips on their shoulder. They just, they're out to have fun. And it's like, man, when, why do we lose that? Right. We lose it. Have you, have you, have you seen the movie Inside Out? Yeah. Yes. So the, the, with what's, what's the imagination thing? What, I can't remember his name. Um, Bing Bong. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. So, so if spoiler alert, there's a scene where the little girl inside her, her mind, she, her imagination pushes like one of her emotions up to the surface so that they can get out and like really help her. But it's a metaphor of going from childhood into like adolescence. And some mm. people have to lose their imaginations in order to grow and get through like these hard times of being a young teen. And it's like, man, what if we didn't have to lose our imaginations? And I feel like some of us didn't. And those are the ones of us who play D&D, right. I guess. Yes. <laughs> you keep playing D&D and you don't have to. Yeah, but like, I, I love that because if we could still keep that that childlike energy of just enjoying creating worlds in our minds and just having fun talking about it. Like we wouldn't need all this or quote unquote need all the stuff that we want as adults. We wouldn't need like this car and this house and this like fancy necklace. No, like give me some dice paper and a pencil and I'm Mm -hmm. good, dude. Like that's, that's, that's so dope to me. A ball, right? Like just getting a kid, like, you know, just go play. Like, I, I yeah. feel like I've told, I've spoke to so many adults, you know, like the ones you're talking about are kind of like set in their ways. Just be like, this is, this is my life and my experience. And I don't, I'm not open to new things. Right. Mm-hmm. And I never really understand those people because like uh, that childlike wonder of wanting to go and do things and experience and just play is I think vital to, to, to our culture. And I'm so glad that like, as you were mentioning over the last 20 years, like, Gaming in general, like video gaming, board gaming, uh, and Dungeons and Dragons have all kind of allowed people of all ages to not lose that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. You, can, you, can, you can finally exercise that imagination uh, from, from when you're six to when you're 69. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's freaking awesome, man. That's, and that's why I love this stuff. Because uh, it's just, and this is going to be like a, it's, it's like the essence of life. To yeah. me, honestly, because think the thing about like COVID season, it's it sucked being stuck inside and not being able to see your friends and family, and you're missing birthdays and you're missing like big events and things like that. And you 
it's, it's, I feel like a, a lot of it has made us realize how, how important people really are. And I, I do, I do think that the silver lining of all of this, this mess in the past year and a half, two years is that we get to actually experience what it's like to kind of go back a little bit, to take a few steps back. Like I'm much closer with my neighbors now than I was <laughs> before. We knew each other, but now we're buddies and like our kids play and like we have a blast. And it's like having that village mentality of like, these are my people. These are my friends. This is who I take care of. This is who I have fun with. And what do I need in life? I just need myself in them. Right. That, that's what I need. I don't need yeah. all these material things. It's cool to have them. It's great fun to have them. But but what what's important is these relationships. And again, to, to bring it back to D&D, that's all D&D is. It's interpersonal relationships between the characters that are playing, the DM who's seeing how these interpersonal relationships are connecting, and the DM trying to destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> but in a fun way. Yes, in a fun way. <laughs> yes. Got to keep, it's got to be challenged. You have to stay challenged. Yeah. Yeah. So your background is in psychology. Yes. Which I think is, I love uh, the psychology of Dungeons and Dragons, really. Like I just, because we talk to a lot of therapists and, you know, who talk about uh, how they use D&D in their practice because, you know, ro role playing, like role playing has been part of, of therapy for decades before D&D, but actually using Dungeons and Dragons to help with their um, clients, with children and adults alike. And I just, and we talk to a lot of people who say that, you know, playing D&D has helped them realize parts about themselves or have worked through past traumas and things like that. So I just, that, that is something that is just always been very um, fascinating to me that it's, it's so much more than a game oh, and, yeah. you know, just, but I'm curious if you're, background in psychology has ever kind of um, influenced how you play a character or the types of games that you like or games that you run or? Um, hmm. I don't know. I guess it would have to influence because I feel like. Just organically. At, yeah. At, at my core, like that's what I am. I want to understand things. I want to understand like how my brain works. I want to understand how other people's brain works. Um, uh, and in playing D&D, you get to be somebody else. And you get to create that person. So you get to create how their mind works. Mm -hmm. And that's that's really cool to me because I don't I, I love I love being me. I wouldn't want to be anybody else. But in DD, if I get the chance to be, <laughs> I get to be someone completely different. I get to be yeah. a turtle. What? And I'm at the chaos carnival. What? Like, what what does that even mean? And it means whatever I want it to mean. And I get to create. But at the same time, I really enjoy the idea of a character like being consistent. And making sense. And it's like, yeah, it's fine. Be all over the place if you want to be. But for me, I kind of like, okay, well, my character has these, like they're good at these things. They're not good at these things. Okay, so what am I going to do? Um, I can't just rush in and do what I'd normally do if I was me. So like, I have to figure out a different way to approach this problem. I have to find a different way to solve it. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's puzzles. I enjoy those mental games. Yeah. Do you ever, are you ever a dungeon master or do you stick to playing mostly? I've never been a dungeon master. Um, I, it's really interesting to me, but it's, mm. and I know this is super weird. It's super daunting no, to me. that's not it's, weird it's, at all. It's, it totally seems kind of scary, agree. but I have one of my best friends, like we were actually having this conversation last week and uh, and he was like, you could just do a one-off if you want to just try it. And I was like, ah, but I'd have to write this story and then I have to, you know, keep all this stuff in order. He's like, no, it's, it's really not as crazy as you think. You can go as surface level or as deep as you want. And so as he's explaining it to me, it's kind of, it's opened me up a little bit. And oh. so I just got to, I got to get over 
my insecurities. <laughs> I'm with you. I can totally relate to that. And you can be, you can DM in the Greg Tito manner where he's like, I don't, no prep. I don't know who these NPCs are. I don't know what the story is. I'm just going to show up at your house with some dice and see what happens. <laughs> and it works out. And it's great. It's no stress, right? You're just like, I'm, we're going to improvise and come up with a story together. Yeah, you know, you might it. have a few thoughts in your head, like when you're, you know, in the shower that day, and be like, oh, maybe I'll throw a beholder at them and it'll say something <laughs> funny like this. Mm-hmm. But like, that's it. And then you go in and, oh, they don't even go down the room where the beholder was. It doesn't matter. You can just make up something else and throw uh, a different storyline their way, right? And I sometimes think that that can get over that hurdle of of, of fear, right? Because yeah. you're, you're, if you don't plan it all out, then there's nothing, it doesn't matter if it doesn't go your way or it doesn't go the way that you expected. You can just improvise and have, uh, you know, your, 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 your skill of performing kind of just let you coast mm. through the storytelling. <laughs> I like what you're saying here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've been trying to get Shelly to Dungeon Master again uh, for like three years now. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a journey that you have to take on That's your fun. own. I'll, I'll go down the road eventually. Yeah, or, or not, and it's it's actually it's okay if you don't. That's true. Well, I appreciate that. I I want I want to push myself. Oh, that's true. Just, Talking about what we opened this interview with, it seems yeah, like you it's, were you're going down that road. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and it's not it, pushing into new boundaries is is for me. It's one of like the scariest things. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. But like at the end of the day, again, back to that like what if thing. Yeah. It's like well. What's the worst that can happen? You're not good at it. Okay, if you want to be good at it, then you just work at it. But if right. you, if you don't want to work at it, and you're not good at. It, all right, I'll just play. I won't be a DM. So one of the the things that I am enticed about with the dungeon, the one thing I think that could get me to try it again is um, co DMing. And Greg has offered to be my co dungeon master, so that if you do get stuck on something, then you can kind of. Turn to your co-dungeon master yeah. and say, <laughs> what, I really like what happens? Yeah. I really, okay, I'm, I'm 100% down for, for that. Yeah, yeah there's because there's elements I would like. Like, I want to I do some voices. I want to be an NPC and kind of make up story stuff, and I just don't really want to worry about rules. Yeah, and there's probably someone who, who wants to worry about rules. Right. And or then, it's like, that's just like top of their head. Like, I don't feel like Greg needs to like flip through a bunch of books to figure out something. He just does it. You got it. Well, that's the secret too. Is like, you just, if you don't remember it, you just say it. He's like, oh, that's the rule. And maybe I've got four different editions of D&D in my head. And I don't know if this is the right rule, but that's what we're doing for right now. <laughs> but it doesn't and matter. It doesn't the matter. the house rules. Yeah, yeah. Like, I always feel like, oh, the players are going to get mad at me. I don't think I've ever gotten mad at a dungeon master, like, for that reason. Like, first of all, I probably wouldn't notice if they got a rule wrong. <laughs> but I also don't think I would be mad at that. No. I, so I'm just grateful that somebody's taking the time to be the dungeon master. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, we're going to get you in maybe next D&D Live uh, uh, next year. We'll but you're, you're talking to Xavier, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. like, no, the both oh, of well, you. Both well, of you. You're going to co-DM. We'll meet each other's co-DM. It'll just be like, voices, voices. Ah, yeah. oh. <laughs> I don't know. Just hey, we played for four dice. hours. We didn't fight anything. What happened? <laughs> Nobody rolled a single die. It was yeah. so weird. And actually, none of the players said anything. Austin and Shelly just talked to each other the whole time. <laughs> weird voices. Best game ever. <laughs> Why were we so scared of this? It was so yeah. easy. This was great. You guys coming back next week? <laughs> no. The we're players like, uh. Yeah, we're actually busy. <laughs> we're going to be at night <laughs> 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 
Not at all. They would be entertained. That's the whole point, right? You I, know, I was thinking that, because I do think about dungeon mastering a lot, prob- just probably more than I should. But I was thinking if in my world, I could create a world where like magic happened and like all the rules, there, there are no rules. Everything's just totally messed up so that when I don't know what to really do, it's just part of the story ah, so that you might just be like, magic. why would I make a constitution save? Because you're trying to climb a fence and that's what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> it turns into Calvin Ball, the D&D yes. game. I don't know. It's crazy. See if you can figure out why. <laughs> get on the other side and the game will get real fun. Come on. That's it. That's it. Yes. I love it. Well, it's uh, been uh, really fun being able to talk to you, Austin. I, I We got to hang out just a little bit at a TwitchCon uh, a few years ago with Brian Terwilliger back mm. uh, end mm-hmm. of the day. And I'm excited we got to hang out again. And Brian has been so instrumental uh, in making this G4 and D&D partnership come alive. So it's it's really awesome. Yeah. Brian is the man. I uh, I would not be where I am in my life today without Brian Terwilliger. Wow. And I'll say wow. it again, just in case anybody missed it, I would not be where I am in my life today if it were not for Brian Terwilliger. Nice. Dropping That's, it. I love it. Yeah. What did, what was so instrumental in, 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 in what he did? He, I don't even know the word for it. He's like a father, a brother, a mentor, an agent, a... Like, I don't, he's, he's everything. He's, he's awesome. When, when Brian entered my life, everything changed. Cause I was kind of, I was, I was trying to learn how to do all these things and I had the channel and stuff. And when I met him, he came on to help me with the channel. And he's like, yeah, I used to work at G4. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. Like, what, what do I do? And so he essentially like, just like taught me. And so without him and his lessons, like I, I, I'd like have done okay. And they would have been fine. Probably like lukewarm. Um, me trying to figure it out on my own with the help of some friends, but like Brian really, uh, I guess Brian Brian helped mature me, mm. but very immature in a lot of ways and the way that I would handle things and do things. I just didn't, I just didn't know, you know. And so he he helped me grow up a lot. And without that, I'd still be that that same guy who is fine, but I feel like I'm I'm definitely a better version of myself because of Brian. That's super cool. Yeah, and he was yeah. he was the producer behind the Up Up Down Down show and Roll Out yeah. and all that, right? Yeah, he's he's the man. So cool. Yeah, and now now he's back at G four and yep. making D and D live happen. Uh, just just crushing it. Just yeah. crushing it. Full circle. <laughs> Very excited. Uh, I can't wait to see him uh, this weekend. D and D live is July sixteenth and seventeenth. That's just a few days from now. I think maybe even tomorrow if we release mm-hmm. this on the schedule mm-hmm. that we're thinking about. <laughs> Uh, very exciting. Starts at 12 p.m. Pacific time. We uh, are going to look forward to seeing you play in the Chaos Carnival uh, with Abria Iyengar as Dungeon Master and all the fun folks from Rollout. Can't wait. It's going to be best. The best. The best time ever. And remember, those those friends are Ember Moon, WWE Superstar Ember Moon. Uh, we've got Brennan Williams, who is Mace. WWE, and then we have a man formerly known as Tyler Breeze. We're start trying to figure out what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him Bob. There we go. We've been calling him it. Matt on the couch. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a sitcom. Maybe. Yeah, right? Yeah. A good one. A barbarian in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Well, awesome. It was wonderful to chat with you. Thank you so much. 
It was very awesome uh, talking to you guys. And thank you for having me on. And okay. for everybody listening, if you enjoyed the sound of my voice, but you just can't stand me, that's okay. Either one. Just follow me on the socials at Austin Creed Wins. Check me out on the YouTubes. It's up, up, down, down. And catch me Monday nights on Monday Night Raw on USA Network starting at 8 o'clock. And actually, because this will come out before, this Sunday is Money in the Bank. So if you go check it out on Peacock, you can see my man Kofi Kingston fighting for the WWE World Championship against Bobby Lashley. And he's going to beat him and he's going to be the new champ. Oh, Excited. right. I love that we just dropped in a wrestling promo voice there. That was awesome. Got you. Yep. Got you. Another skill. <laughs> I, I was about to tee you up for it too. And you're like, I'm just going to take it. I'm, I'm, I know I know this, this drill. Yep. <laughs> Been here once or twice. Professional. See, and that's all you need as a dungeon master is just to be able to drop into that uh, uh, persona of like, let's just, all the programming that you're going to get, here it is. Yep. <laughs> it's a walking, walking ad, pretty much. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> so fun. Awesome. Thanks, Austin. And uh, I'm looking forward to watching DD Live and all of your awesome antics on Up, Up, Down, Down with Rollout. Good stuff. Thanks, man. Thank you. I hope you still like me after you see it. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. Hold on. Let's totally. roll it down. Yep. Yep. They're going to like you. You rolled high on the persuasion. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> see how easy it is to be a dungeon master? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I didn't even roll a die. That's the funny thing. I just made it. <laughs> just... <laughs> it's all behind the screen. Dice sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> I love Xavier Woods. I love Austin Creed. I love both of them together, like chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> that was so fun. And um, I am going to show this interview to Quinn, and he will learn everything he needs to know to be not just a professional wrestler, but just a very good human. A professional human. That professional does lots good of different professions. Human. I know. Me too. And I'm going to show this to Fiona. Um, he will body slam me. Extremely important uh, life lessons right now. I, we, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, the fact that our kids got to play baseball last night together for the first time. Oh, my God. Uh, against each other, I guess we should say, for the, last, for the first time. But, man, I've been uh, struggling trying to make sure that she, she takes that first step. And I will play the portion of that in this interview uh, for her. <laughs> well, you are an excellent coach. For everyone listening, Greg coaches his daughter's baseball team, which is adorable because um, it is a bit like herding cats. And I told Quinn, I said, do you know that Greg is going to coach Edna and Fiona's team? And he goes, wow. So for like the first time ever, we're going to see Greg be serious. <laughs> <laughs> Was it true? Was I serious? No. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure he's going to be like super serious and like. Start yelling at kids. Oh my gosh, what about we like stuff. that? I know. But is it true yeah. that you have a player on your team that is a D&D fan? Yes, it is true. Uh, oh my God, is wanna, it the kid uh, I fell in love with? I out by name right now until I get his permission. But uh, when he found out that I worked uh, for Dungeons & Dragons, he was like, oh, I play D&D. And I'm, of course, in the middle of coaching. So I'm like, oh my gosh, let's put a pin on that. You and I are going to chat uh, at a later time throughout the season. Uh, oh. I'll get you some D&D books and some dice okay. and all the fun stuff. because I think it's the kid that I absolutely fell in love with. The one that when somebody was like, you're doing great, he turned around and he goes, thank you. To yeah. like people in the bleachers. And Very then polite. He... Um, he struck out on his first at bat, but then um, everybody. Oh, he said to like his teammate, he goes, "I'm sorry," and then like all of us moms in the bleachers, we were like, "Don't you be sorry! You did amazing! You're the best kid out there!" And he was like, 
whoa, thank you. We just fell in love with him. He was just the sweetest, most charming kid. So of course he's a D&D player. Of course. I mean, of course. Absolutely, yeah. And that's the thing I keep, honestly, it's the thing I keep telling you about dungeon mastering, uh, but I'm going to be hammering it to the kids too. It's like, you're going to make mistakes. It's okay. Baseball is mostly mistakes. Yeah, you don't have to know all the rules because there's also a lot of rules. Sure, sure. But it's really about, you know, uh, going with the flow and making sure that everyone is enjoying the time, at least for me as coach. So I feel like uh, I was dungeon mastering last night for for, for 12 kids just to try to keep them on track, keep them positive, make sure they're having fun. Total similarities. Yeah. The other, like the really big thing also with DMing or playing D&D in general and coaching baseball or coaching your child about baseball is that you don't have to be a superstar. Like you don't have to hit a home run every friggin' time. Like I I see like kids go up to bat and they swing so hard and they're so tense because all they want to do is just hit the ball as hard as they can. When if there's someone on base, just get a base hit. Just try to get those runs in. Like some days you're going to be the kid who hits a home run. Some days you're going to get the RBI. And just like in Mm D&D, some days you get that final kill. Some days you're just helping to set it up. Right. And you know what? You're a team, and that's what you got to do. That's a really good point, especially with a, a sport like baseball, because it really is about sharing the spotlight, right? I mean, you know, yeah. you're right. You're, a lot of games in the season, you're not going to do uh, amazingly on every single game or every single inning. And you just want to be there to help facilitate yeah. and support your teammates. And yeah, man. That's D&D to a T. You may sacrifice a baseball tee, but you got two runs. Really? So. Exactly. Exactly. Well, well, just the first game. I hope it ends up being a really fun season. I'll be letting you guys know about how we're going to beat uh, Shelly's kids team. I don't think you're Quinn. playing us again. And if we do play you again, do not put that pitcher up oh against my, God, my child. so good. So good. Throwing heat. So, like, accurate heat. Usually yeah. they're either fast or they're accurate, but that doesn't make the plate. But yeah. this kid was like, bam, 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 like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Rolling 20s on his athletics checks for sure. Uh, Yeah, that was scary. I loved it. I loved it. And, yeah, we'll see how it goes, and uh, we'll beat the pants off you next time. I think we tied this last time. I think we did, too. Yeah. And I think 95, 96% of those runs came from walks, but whatever. That's true for both teams. (laughs) Definitely true. (laughs) That's what you get when you get young kids playing. Uh, Good pitch. Woo. Woo All right. Well, uh. If you want to find out all about our personal antics, you can follow me at Greg Tito on Twitter, Greg underscore Tito on Instagram. And what about you, Shelley Moo? Well, you can follow me on Twitter or basically any social media platform at Shelley Moo or on Instagram at two underscore old underscore moms. Go there for my fresh takes on parenting. Mm -hmm. And they are Mm. spicy, those fresh Fresh. takes. Fresh, like a farmer's market of parenting content but really you should just follow me there because my agent said i need to increase my (laughs) (laughs) please please just just give me a follow your honesty is 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 appropriate i i appreciate it (laughs) it is what it is (laughs) uh if you want to find out about everything going on with dungeons and dragons you should watch dnd live this weekend at july 16th and 17th on all of the twitch and youtube uh channels for both g4 and dnd 
Follow along with all that news at DungeonsAndDragons.com or on the Wizards socials of Wizards underscore D&D on uh, Twitter, Instagram, like our Facebook page. You get all the information there as well as joining our Discord server that will have tons of conversation going on. It'll be a buzz uh, during D&D Live. So jump in and find out uh, what's going on with that conversation on Discord. Sign up to get our newsletter as well uh, through the link in the show notes below here. And you should just make sure to get uh, Dragon Plus on speed dial on your phone uh, to give you the latest issue with tons of previews about the uh, D&D books that are coming out, like The Wild Beyond the Witchlight and Strixhaven, A Creek in Them of Chaos, and... That's going to be really good. That was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) we are full of sound effects today and i can't wait to find out what is going to happen here with drunky two-shoes something bad something amazing there's gonna be an altercation Uh, all right so where we left off you had just made it to castle waterdeep and the guard uh wanted to see your harper badges before he let you in uh to uh a private audience perhaps with Leon Silverhand uh, so he looks at what uh, uh, you had uh, seen and he kind of said okay and uh, he says follow me and you go into a um, kind of a side door and go through what looks like a kind of a private hallway uh, there are a few sconces on the wall uh, but in general it's a fairly dark uh, dimly lit uh, hallway um, and you, you, you get the sense that you're going down uh, even though there's no stairs uh, and there's no um, uh, windows to the outside, um, you get a little bit sense that there's an incline here. Uh, okay. And then you, Samson, uh, and uh, Daryl are following the captain of the guard. So, and I, my amulet has has shown me that I'm with safe people yeah so your okay. amulet you know when you wear it uh it's an owl shape of an owl with two amethyst uh jewels for eyes and it will be able to let you know if what you see is a doppelganger or not and if it's magical power and the captain uh appears to check out okay uh so you continue going down this hallway and uh it takes a few twists and turns and and uh, daryl kind of looks at you at one time he's like i didn't realize there was so much uh, passageways beneath Castle Waterdeep. Is this a trap, Daryl? What did you get me into? <laughs> You're always so suspicious. Yes. Curiosity killed our people, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's our just people? something our, our, our grandmother used to tell us. It's not, it's not real. Uh, where are we going? Excuse me, sir. Where are we going? I'm taking you to go see... Uh, the open lord of Waterdeep. Some security is necessary. Okay. How much longer are we going to be in these dark-ass passages? A few moments. Oh. I have light. Can I light something so I can see where I'm going sure. better? So you cast light? Uh, what do you cast it on? Oh, I, I think I just have a... Don't I, I have a torch or something. Oh, okay, you want to you want to spend time to light a there. Are, I mean, like I yes. said, there are sconces. It's not like completely dark. It's just dim. Drunky's scared. Okay. Uh, so you can take out a torch out of your backpack and just light it on a sconce if you want. Yes, I did. That won't take much time. 
Um, and the guard says, please, hurry. There's, there's not much time. Okay. It's not completely unnecessary to have that torch, but that's fine. <laughs> does he say that? He does. I can hear you. <laughs> I feel Good. a little safer having this with me. Thank I'm you. very glad you feel safe, protected by the captain of the guard below Waterdeep, the Castle Waterdeep. Oh my God, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know me. You don't know. That is true. So, I do not know many Tabaxi. Okay. Uh, so you eventually get to a, uh, a doorway um, that's kind of in the center of the hallway. The hallway continues uh, going on, but it's the, the, only the first doorway that you've actually seen uh, since you entered this, this, hall, this tunnel. Um, and he goes up to it, and it's not an ornate doorway in any way, but it is wooden. Um, it's got, got a rounded top, uh, wooden planks, uh, as well as what looks like a, um, a viewport that is shuttered right now. Can I take out my short sword just in case? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, he looks behind you and says, there's no need for that, but if you must. Uh, and he does a knock on the door. And uh, there is kind of footsteps uh, you might hear on the other side, and then a shtunk as the shutter opens up, uh, and you see two very large eyes uh, looking out uh, from that small viewport, and it uh, a voice, a very gruff voice, says, "Password." And is my amulet? Is that enough for my amulet to detect anything? Just seeing. Uh, you can see the eyes. They don't appear to be a doppelganger's eyes uh, okay. from, from, from what you've seen in the past. And the captain says, Hold on. <laughs> I just had an idea. The oh. captain says, Flubby bonks and guzzle shucks. <laughs> And the uh, the, the two eyes says, uh, are, you know, the, the, the large eyes kind of blink once, twice, very well, uh, and the door slowly opens. Uh, and in front of you, you see a turtle, uh, very oh. large, about uh, six and a half feet tall. Um, but the shell behind uh, has a amazing kind of purple hue on it. It almost looks like it's been painted. Um, I and, say, Donnie? <laughs> Are you expecting a gentleman named Barney? The Donnie. says. I thought you were Donnie. <laughs> a friend. No. Never mind. My oh. name is Shalaboth. Oh. Nice to meet you. My name is Drunky. My brother, Daryl. Excellent. And my other brother, Daryl. <laughs> Samson says, I am not Daryl. My name is Samson. Uh, and the turtle nods and says, very well. I can take custody from here. And uh, the captain says, all right, then. I'll go back to my duties. Can I do an insight check on this turtle? Very well. Yeah, go ahead. Very well. Very well. <laughs> Fifteen. <laughs> Uh, 16. 15, sorry. 15, all right. Uh, he appears to be um, kind of a perfunctory, uh, but not uh, harboring any ill will towards you right now. Right now. <laughs> right now, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and he says, wait here. I shall alert the open lord. 
Okay. Uh, and you see in this chamber, uh, it's actually kind of decorated quite nicely. There's uh, uh, a few tables on the side, um, some nice chairs with uh, fluffy cushions, um, as well as a table. Uh, on one of those tables, there's um, what looks like a picked over um, a charcuterie board. Mm. Uh, and a cask of mead. Oh, dear. Drunky. What, we're passing by this? It's in that chamber. He said, wait here, and I will oh, alert the Oh, then I'm going to help myself. All right. You will dig in. And uh, uh, Daryl gonna... says, I'm actually pretty famished, too. Do you think they wait, mind? Wait. Hmm? How do I know if this is good? Could be poison. Uh, go ahead and roll me a medicine check if you want to check for poison. An eight. An eight. Uh, so you pick up the cheese and kind of sniff it and, you know, kind of look at the, the cask of mead to see if there's any tampering marks or anything like that. And, uh, you know, pour a little bit and sniff it. Nothing seems to be foul. In fact, actually, this is some of the most uh, delicious smelling food and liquor that you've ever sniffed. I roll a one on my willpower check, and I just dig in. I'm very hungry. All right, so you're full of food, as is Daryl. Samson kind of uh, picks a little bit more daintily. Uh, But as you have a mouthful of cheese and mead, uh, in walks Laryl Silverhand. Uh, Mm. And you kind of hear like a a female voice kind of clear her throat as both of you are over the table. And you turn around kind of full of some cheese and crackers bits in your fur around your face. And Daryl Silverhand says, Mm. Welcome. Love your dice set. (laughs) (laughs) She looks at you quizzically and uh, we'll pick it up next time. (laughs) We're meeting a celebrity. Exciting. All right. What's going to happen next? I don't know. Death, we'll destruction. Next week. Drama. Bum, bum, bum.